0: Hey there, welcome to Not Your Ordinary Girl, a podcast for professionals looking to find their voice, define their brand, and maximize their impact. Episodes are a collection of lessons from real life, interviews with people doing incredible things, tips and tools to get you on your way to realizing your infinite career possibilities. So today we're going to be talking about job hunting. So many folks that I talk to now are considering changing jobs or looking to find a new job or just hate their current job and are looking to get out and do something different. And I wanted to talk about a couple of different things that you can be doing if you're one of those folks that is looking for a new job, new employer, new career, whatever it may be to up your chances of success in that search. It seems like it takes months and months and months for many people to find a new position. And there's a lot of different reasons for that. I'm going to talk about a few different ways you can shorten that time. There is no guarantee that if you look on Monday for a job and give it your all that you'll have a job by two weeks from Monday. But there are certainly a lot of different ways that you can Maximize the time that you spend while looking for a job to improve your chances to at least get the opportunity for an interview, to at least get the opportunity for a callback. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. So I'm going to break it down to three different parts, your people, your places, and your materials. And I'll explain what I mean by those. We're going to start with people. If you are looking for a job, you want everybody to know. Now, I understand if you're not ready to tell your current employer that you're looking for a job and you kind of want to keep it on the on the down low just because you don't want them to either know you're unhappy, know you're looking, perhaps it's a, a shaky situation, whatever it may be. So obviously, you do want to be tactful about who and how and when you're contacting people to let them know, but... Even if you just leave the people that you work with out of it, you should be contacting and getting in touch with everybody you know and trying to get the word out that, hey, I'm looking for a change. I'm looking for a new job. Any help that anybody could provide would be so appreciated because a lot of successful job transitions come out of word of mouth and friends linking up another friend with a, a past employer, current employer, future employer, whatever it may be. Oftentimes we're in situations where we hear someone talking about needing a job or needing a position. Just a couple weeks ago, I was talking to one of my friends and, and she knew about a, a position that uh, they were having a hard time filling. And literally two days later, I was on LinkedIn and I was connected with somebody who was saying that they were looking for that very exact same job. Okay. I don't know if it's going to work out. I linked them up. We'll see what happened. But again, it, it really is a very small world when you look at it from a professional standpoint and you really put yourself out there and let people know what it is that you're doing. So the key is to really make sure that you are talking to folks, talk to people on your Facebook page, talk to people in your LinkedIn connections, talk to people at your church or at your whatever sporting events you go to. If you belong to a community center, if you belong to um, any kind of a, a team, if you have kids that swim in a swim team or play in a baseball team, talk to the people that you have there. Let them know, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what my background is. This is what I'm looking for. Could you keep an ear out? if you hear of anything, could you let me know? You're already going to be a step in the right direction should that link up come because those people know you. You're a known quantity. And even if they only know you a little bit, they still know you. So there is that potential that they could get accolades themselves for bringing on new talent that's going to be a good worker. There's a potential that they could get a bonus. A lot of companies offer hiring bonuses to people that bring in good good staff that stay for a certain amount of time. So there's a lot of incentive there for other people to help you find a position, especially within their organizations or recommend it to other friends or family that that may have positions that are a good match for you. And quite frankly, I think that most people just like to do something nice for other people if they can. And it doesn't mean that they have to go way out of their way. You're not asking them to write letters of recommendation. You're not asking them to, to hire you specifically. You're just asking them to keep an ear out for any possibility of a position that might be a good fit for you. You're going to do the applying. You're going to do the interviewing. You're going to do all of the legwork and the hard work. They just need to put you in contact with whatever the position might be. So the more people you can talk to about being in the market for a new position, the better your chances are. And finding a new job, finding any job, is really just a game of numbers. Everything that you do, it it just increases your chances a little bit more, a little bit more. The more people you talk to, the more applications you put out there. The other thing is consider past employment. Consider places where you used to work, old coworkers, or other co-workers at your current job that you trust to talk to about it. Perhaps you'll find out that someone else might be looking. My last job, I worked with uh, someone who was actively, actively looking for a job for quite a time. Trying to find the right job because there were some limitations on what they were looking for, but actively looking. And when I mentioned one day that I was thinking about leaving, we had a whole conversation and it evolved into this discussion of, oh my gosh, we could have been working together. I have been looking at these sites. You're looking at those sites. How can we help each other to find opportunities? Can you keep your eye out if you see a post of a position that would be good? right? So you never know where that helping hand may come from. The next is places. Where are you applying to? Where are you looking? How often are you putting out your resume? Are you waiting for just the right position? And I asked that question and let me clarify, because a lot of times we're not quite sure what we want to do. We just know we want to do something different. I'll say that most of the people I talk to now that are looking for a job have no idea what they want. They have some idea. Maybe there's, they want a better schedule or they want more pay or they'd like to do something that's got a little bit of travel. So we all have little ideas of what we would like in our job, but we don't know exactly what it is. And that both helps and hurts us because it does widen the range of the different types of positions that you can apply for, which is going to up your numbers, but it also muddies the pool of all of the different things that you could be applying for. So it's it's hard to really target down and talk to your connections and say, hey, I'm looking for this job or I'm really looking for that job where it's going to spark the idea. If you're looking for anything in program management or anything in the sciences or anything in engineering, it really opens the field quite a bit. But it also doesn't give you the opportunity to really come across as an expert in anything or something special. And employers are looking for that someone special. There are lots of positions out there for generalists, but they see so many resumes and so many applicants, you want to find a way to make sure that you stand out. And that does become a little bit more difficult when you're very broad in your search. So when you're deciding on places to apply to, You can do this a couple of different ways. You can look at job sites like Monster and Indeed and LinkedIn and USAjobs.com. There are all kinds of websites out there that have the, there are a variety of different websites out there that are kind of like classified ads the way it used to be. You would pull open the penny saver or the newspaper. You would look at the classified ads and all the jobs would be in one place. There are lots of places. So definitely go and put your resume on all of those sites. Create accounts. Make sure that it's marked that you're looking for positions. Make sure all of your information in there is up to date and current. Make sure that it all matches. It should be consistent across all of the different platforms, unless you're talking about a super uh, technical platform or something like that. But across all of the platforms, you should be having the consistent information from one site to the next. The other place to look are specific companies. So, if you are like I am in the Washington, D.C. area, there are any number of consulting, contracting, and subcontracting firms here that work with the government, work with uh, corporations. There are tons of them here. And all you have to do is a Google search to come up with a list of top 25 consulting firms in America, top 50 consulting firms in America, read through them, take a look and see if they are hiring people in your lane in the type of work that you do. Almost all of them that I've seen have a link on their website for careers with us, current job openings, current opportunities, whatever it may be. Take some time and go through and read and see if the jobs that they're posting are going to be something that you might be a potential fit for. And make a list, cross off the ones that are totally outside your field. Perhaps there's one that just does engineering work or one that just does biomedical or pharmaceutical or whatever it may be. Cross those off the list, move on to the next, and then search again. Okay. It's going to be time consuming and it's going to take a little bit of time, but sit down with your computer, open up a browser, bookmark as many as you can and send in your resume, send in your resume. The more resumes that you send in, the more opportunities you have for someone to give you that phone call to give you the opportunity for the interview. It's like buying lottery tickets or playing bingo or any of those chance games. The more chances you Try the more chances you have to win. That's why I say numbers game. Other places you might look for opportunities are corporations or directly at um, companies' websites. So if you are interested in mechanical engineering, Google top 25 mechanical engineering firms in your area, in your state, in your region, in the country. However you want to look for it. It depends on you know how far you're willing to move and how far you're willing to commute. Use Google and look for the different types of companies that are out there that do the type of work. Go to their websites, see if you can't find positions in their career area or their career webpage, and apply to those. So those would be direct hire in directly into the company as opposed to working as a consultant, working as a contractor. Google also has uh, Google Jobs. You can look for jobs within Google and they have a wealth of information there as well. There are a ton of positions in there, you can look there. So those are three places to really focus on. Again, the more applications that you can put in, the more resumes that you can send out, the higher your chances. Now, the third piece of this is the materials and that's going to make or break your chances. Obviously, you want to make sure that you are representing yourself in the best possible way. So you want to have a quality, up-to-date, current resume that has all of your information in it. And you want to be thinking about how you package your information. There are hundreds and hundreds of companies out there that will build you a resume. They will... Meet with you over the phone, meet with you in person, get the information, repackage it into a, into a one or two or three page document, send it back to you, review it with you for a couple hundred dollars, voila, you've got a resume. There are also tons and tons and tons of templates and examples and samples online that you can use for free. So if you are not in a financial position where you can spend a couple hundred dollars on a resume, you can do this yourself, but it's going to take some time. You need to do the research. You need to look online. You need to get some ideas, sit down, and really work hard on it. Get some outside opinions. Draft it. Take it to your friends, to your family, to your coworkers, whomever you trust, and have other people take a look at it and give you feedback. Take that feedback, incorporate it, and continue moving forward with editing your document. There is also a wealth of information on the types of resumes that resonate well with different types of industries there are resumes out there where you put your photo on it there are certain industries where this goes over quite well there are other industries where this is probably not appropriate there are resumes where you can put financial information where you can put different colors different styles different backgrounds there are so many different things that they're doing with resumes now quite frankly a lot of them look pretty cool but again do the homework and make sure you read what industries are using what kinds. And you can simply put in a Google search of mechanical engineer resume samples. Google will come back with photos and images of hundreds of them. You can look at them and get a feel for what it is you're looking at. You can also look on LinkedIn at resumes and they only give you a snippet Of other people's resumes that are housed on there so uh, recognize that that when you house your resume on there other people may be looking at it obviously it's just a small portion of it but it gives you an idea of what some of the resumes are looking like currently so you can go to LinkedIn and look at the resumes and say oh wow someone is using colored font for the headers or someone is using different kinds of bullets than I've seen before and someone is using highlighted words throughout their resume to highlight certain skills or keywords. So there's a variety of different ways that people are trying to make their resume stand out. Because at the end of the day, when your resume goes in, if it makes it through whatever keyword searcher the employer is using, someone is going to be looking at that resume and you want it to be attractive to them you want it to catch their eye you want it to catch their their interest so that they will take the time to read through all of what you've been writing all of the work you've been doing all of your experience and why you should get the opportunity to come and sit across the table from them and have an interview now all of those things said there's one common thing in job searching and I'm just going to be frank with you it's going to be a lot of work It's going to be a lot of work. And if you want a new job and you want a job you are going to like and enjoy, earn good money at, have good hours, whatever your goals are for that job, you have to put in the work. It's not something that you can phone in. You can't half-ass the resume. You can't send out one or two applications a week for the next six months and then complain about why you haven't had an interview yet. You have to put in the work. You have to talk to the people. You have to apply to lots of places. And you have to make sure that your materials are top-notch. And that your resume that you're submitting for the position has been tweaked to match whatever it is they're looking for. You need to do side-by-side and look at the keywords in the job rec and match it to the keywords in your resume. Make sure there's overlap there and that you are applying for a position that you are qualified for and that you can bring something to the table. There is so much wiggle room for applications in applying for jobs. There are so many different transferable skills and ways that you can bring value to many companies even if you don't have that exact experience There are tons of ways to sell that and get your foot in the door and then learn the very specific skills on the job, okay? But you have to do the work for them to even give you a chance to do that. If you don't take the time to really make sure your application game is pretty tight, you are not going to get that phone call for the interview. It is a frustrating and sometimes very emotional roller coaster to look for a job because you get the call you go for the interview and then you never hear back or you get an email that they're considering your resume and then you never hear back you send it into what you think is the perfect job and you never hear back a lot of times you will never hear anything you may send out a hundred resumes and hear from 12. you may hear from 50. it all depends on right time right place the materials that you have provided and your experience and the match to the possible position that you're looking for okay so there are a lot of little moving parts that all have to come together for to be the the right fit however again game of numbers the more people you talk to because if you're getting a job recommendation from somebody that knows somebody you're going to already have a little bit of a leg up, okay? If you are sending out 100 applications to a variety of different places, be it uh, government agencies, be it consulting firms, be it private companies, be it small business, be it large business, universities, whatever, you're upping your chances there because your resume is crossing more tables, more desks, more computers, More keyword searchers. You're getting your chance to get on somebody's pile so that you can get that interview. And how good are your materials? Okay, the better your materials are, the better your chances are. Look online at cover letters. Write a few of them. There's no reason, I talked a couple of weeks ago about making sure that you had some materials ready to go because you never know when that right job might come up. Okay, so have a couple of resumes, have your one general resume that does exactly what it is that you do right now, should you find another position somewhere else, build one that's a little bit more broad, if you're interested in doing something, perhaps, you know, career adjacent, something that you can incorporate what you're doing now, but broaden it and learn some more leadership skills, training skills. Uh, management skills, all of those things are transferable. You can take those anywhere. So if you manage someone at McDonald's, you can certainly manage someone at Home Depot. It may be food versus uh, tools, but leading people is leading people. You just have to sell the story. You have to make sure that your materials can demonstrate that it's not about what you were leading or managing or uh, supervising or typing or writing or whatever it is. It's not about the what you're working with. It's about the how you're working with. And you have to be able to generalize and sell that story in your materials. And the cover letter is very important here because that's your first words to the person that's reading your paperwork. They're going to read the cover letter, then they're going to look at the resume. Not all places give you the opportunity for a cover letter, but if they don't say do not send it, I always say send a cover letter because that's your opportunity to make a personal connection with that person on the other side of that email. You can say, I am interested in this, very good at that, can't wait to, to hear more about this, looking forward to the interview. So you're, you're having a conversation on a very personal level in the cover letter, as opposed to the resume, which is just a collection of information. You should have different cover letters for the different types of positions. Again, it's all boilerplate. You can use a lot of your material and just tweak it just small changes here or there to make it specific to whatever it is that you're applying for so that the person doesn't think that you're sending them a form letter. You're sending them something specific meant specifically for them. We all like to feel special. Even the people on the other end opening the folder with your resume and cover letter. They want to think and they want to know that you took the time to apply to their position, not the other hundred that you're applying to, which you're also applying to because you want lots of opportunities. The last thing is you want the resume and the cover letter to match. So as you're Google searching the different templates and formats for resumes, a lot of them will say, here's also a sample of a cover letter, or here's a... a a format for a cover letter here's a match set of cover letter resume whichever it is you can look at it and know if it's it's totally off i mean if you're gonna use some some fonts in your resume the font should be the same in the cover letter okay if you're going to use uh some kind of color for your highlight words in your resume use that color the same color in your cover letter so that it looks like a match set Back in the day, it used to be on stationery, used to buy really pretty paper and you would have really pretty envelopes and they would be colored or parchment or tan or textured it, it, craziness, craziness. It's so much easier now to do it online, but you would get all these paper supplies from the, the office depot and then you would print everything out in the same font. It would all match and look very lovely, go in an envelope and, and go off in the mail. Nowadays, it's much easier. You can apply to hundreds of positions in a day if you wanted to. Sit down, spend a Saturday, and decide that you are going to spend that day looking for a new job. Look at the job boards, see what's out there. I have a terrible habit of opening hundreds of tabs, I can't tell you how many times I've locked up my computer because I'm always afraid that if I shut one, I won't remember where it was. I won't be able to find it again. So don't necessarily do that, but you can open, trust me, a lot of tabs before your computer shuts down. So even if you have 30 of them up there or 40 of them up there and you go through one by one, how does this work? How does it match with my resume? How does it gel with my cover letter? Are they allowing a cover letter? Are there questions that they're asking in addition? You can group them. Perhaps you're looking in one or two different areas, and if your resume will work for most of them, then group them. Put that one aside. You've got your resume ready for that one, and you can apply to this 10. You have to tweak your resume for the other types over here on this bin, and then you can just send them all out. The one thing I will tell you that... I would recommend, and this is because I love spreadsheets and lists, and I am probably a little hyper-organized, but create yourself a list of where you've applied, the date you've applied, what you've provided them, so that you can track, okay? And this is for your benefit, so I would suggest you do it in a Word document or a I'd like it in a spreadsheet because then you can copy and paste the link to where you applied, the link to the organization in there. You could even copy and paste the link to the file for your cover letter and resume if you are so inclined. You can put a column in there for when you applied, who you applied to. Maybe there's a hiring person in there that you had to send a letter or an email so that you can send a follow-up. Any information you can put in there. And the reason I say that is this, a couple reasons. One, there's no reason why if you get direct emails from people on their website where you're applying that you can't send them a follow-up email in two weeks if you haven't heard anything. There's no reason why if, if you've sent that resume and two weeks have gone by, you can't send an email and say, hey, just following up on the resume that I sent to you, wanted to make sure that you received it, please feel free to reach out to me if there's any further questions. You may still never hear anything, but you never know. They may come back and say, oh, yeah, you know, we're sorry. We kind of stalled out on that. We're going to be reopening the position shortly. We'll get back to you. So you'll get some kind of an update. You never know what they'll say. It may have gotten lost in their spam box. Who knows? But there's sitting around and waiting for months and never hearing anything, or there's shooting a follow-up email, if you can, and checking in on it. You can also use that spreadsheet of all of that information of where you applied to track how your progress is going how many interviews are you getting and i understand you know if if you're you can count i've had 3 interviews this month 2 interviews that month it's not necessarily the number i'm talking about what 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 are the metrics of that interview you know what resume is getting you most traction what cover letter were there were there formats of applications that you seem to be doing better on if you are uh, we'll take the usa jobs for the government positions, right? That is all online and automated. You drop in your resume, and then basically you just answer some questions, hit submit, and then you're applied, right? So perhaps you are getting really good progress and really good feedback from that. Maybe you've gotten two or three interviews there. That's really good to know. If you are, then you have cracked the code because that is one of the most difficult places to get in because of their keyword searchers. But it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. It's just a matter of the right fit, right? So if you're tracking what websites and what formats and what resumes and what types of positions you are getting the most traction with, then that will help you in your search. You should also put in there how you found out about the job. So if you are hearing about the job from your people that you went out in the beginning and told everybody, like the town crier, please help me find a job, There's no shame in asking for help. So ask everybody you can for help. Put their names down. If they sent you a link or they sent you somebody's name or a possible contact that you might be able to find a job, track that. Because, hey, if you end up getting that job, that person deserves a beer. They deserve a thank you note. They deserve something because they hooked you up, okay? Pay it forward. Go back and tell them, I got that job. I really appreciate you putting me in contact with that person. My life is... Ever changed? I love my job now. I'm so much happier. My commute's better. My pay is better. Whatever it may be, right? They didn't have to help you. They went out of their way and they helped you. Tell them thank you. So reach out to lots of people. Apply to lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of applications on a variety of sites and make sure that the materials that you're sending are top-notch because those are representing you and you want to put your best foot forward your materials should also match or gel with whatever you have going on on your LinkedIn profile. So if you're sending a resume that says you've got a, a an engineering degree and experience in doing project management, your LinkedIn profile should have some of that information on there too. It shouldn't say that you are a middle school teacher and coaches soccer, okay? Again, that's a very extreme example, but you want to make sure that they gel and that they are in agreement with one another because whomever you're sending this application to, they're going to Google you and they're going to want to make sure that you are who you say you are. So just be thinking about that when you're creating your resume, make sure that it's all up to date. And like I said, there are, there's, there's so many ways to, to massage your resume to appeal to broader options while using your transferable skills. But you have to be honest and, and forthcoming when you're doing it, right? You, d- you don't want to be putting stuff on your resume that is just simply not true. I mean, we can, we can stretch and, and tweak things so that you can learn a little bit on the job, but outright lying is probably not a good idea because even if you manage to get the job, then you're really in trouble when they ask you to do something you can't do. So I hope those help you uh, in your job search. I wish you all the best in all your applying. I know it's a lot of work and I know it can be really defeating sometimes when you are not getting the position that you really want, but keep at it, keep at it, persevere. And I have all the confidence that you're going to find just the right job for you. Have a great day. All right. So thanks for tuning in to Not Your Ordinary Girl. I hope you enjoyed it. Head on over to notyourordinarygirl.com and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Feel free to drop me a note with any topics you'd like to hear about or feedback, and please go ahead and recommend it to your friends. Until next time, remember to always stand up and be confident, stand by all that you do and say with integrity, and stand out, because after all, there's only one.